Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. He's American-made, all right, and we are talking about the great Hulk Hogan, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wrestling Revisited for Tuesday night, September the 25th, 2018, and what you're going to do, brother, what Hulkamania runs wild on you? Oh, yes, folks, the Hulkster is our topic tonight here at the Wrestling Revisited Time Machine Show, one six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID, one three nine nine two six pound You can join us right now till 8 o'clock. King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, the Human Suplex Machine, the Rattlesnake, and El Patel will also be joining me here in mere moments, Howard, to round out our table tonight. And boy, oh boy, you picked a great moment to be here at the Wrestling Revisited table. Of course, last night, Hulk Hogan, of course, was at the Pittsburgh Steeler-Tampa Bay Bucks game, cheering on the Tampa Bay Bucks to victory, of course, and watching Ryan Fitzpatrick lead his team almost to a comeback against the black and gold of my hometown team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I see right now, joining us on the line right now, is the human suplex machine from Front Row, Virginia, Mr. John Gross, as we welcome him in as the other Hulkamaniac of the group. However, John, welcome to Wrestling Revisited here on this Tuesday. Yep. 
And, of course, as I said at the start of the show, however, we are expecting a couple other people, including King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, and also possibly the Rattlesnake and El Patel. We heard Hulk Hogan was in the crowd last night down in Tampa at the Tampa-Pittsburgh game, however. I saw a picture of it earlier this afternoon. i got to tell you what, however, we picked a great moment here to start out Wrestling Revisited. Tonight, however, we're going to turn the clock back, if you will, to July 1994, ladies and gentlemen. So strap on your boots we're going back in time once again and the event we're going to talk about is the bash at the beach going into this show however wcw however was trying to keep on an even keel with vince mcmahon in wwe at the time hulk hogan had just left the wwe several months before and was wondering what his future lay ahead of him however at the time he was busy making movies and tv shows including thunder and paradise however and mr nanny which turned out to be box office studs but when Eric Bischoff and Ric Flair approached Hulk Hogan in early 1994 after leaving Vince McMahon's company for the first time in nine years, however, Hogan was wondering where his allegiance stood, however, where he stood. Well, it wasn't before long, however, that Ted Turner, Eric Bischoff, Ric Flair, and the WCW all in one false swoop decided to court Hulk Hogan to come closer to home, however, and head down south, if you will, as he returned home, however, this time, however, not far from his hometown, but to Atlanta, GA, if you will, and to WCW and take his place in the WCW kingdom, if you will. As a result, however, his first appearance would be on this show just a few months after signing a big mega contract with WCW, and his first pay-per-view match would be against the guy he thought that he would be taking on a couple of times, however, in WWE. Unfortunately, however, these two never got to really have a really great match until this very venue, however, at Bash at the Beach. So heading into July 94, the WWE was struggling, however, WCW was starting to swing a little bit upward and challenged WWE for rating supremacy and everything. They had not yet launched Monday Nitro, however, but they were still a year away from that. But at the time, WWE had launched Monday Night Raw the year before and was trying to keep their heads afloat while WCW was basically taking all of WWE's former 80s superstars and heading them south, however, to the promised land, if you will, with bigger money and bigger paychecks, if you will. As a result, here were your list of champions going into this venue. Ric Flair, of course, had returned to the WCW, however, in early 1994 after being away from the WCW for a few years, however, going to Vince McMahon's company, and had won the championship, however, at Starcade towards the end of 1993, going into 94 after spending the early part of the year with Vince McMahon and company before heading back home, if you will. Stone Cold Steve Austin, then known as Stunning Steve Austin, was your U.S. champion. Meanwhile, two months beforehand, however, Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan, if you will, who will later go on to be an executive in the WCW front office, if you will, were your world tag team champions, if you will. And Lord William Stephen Regal was your television champion, if you will. Of course, Regal had not yet had his demons, however and personal life been exposed just yet, however, but it wouldn't be long before we would see a downfall from Mr. Regal for a little while, before he got his life back on track, if you will. At the same time, however, if you will, however, your hosts were unique too. Tony Schiavone, of course, was still in WCW, even though he had gone to Vince McMahon for a couple of years, just like Ric Flair, to try his luck in announcing. At the time, he had not done a bad job, but he figured, Howard, just like Ric Flair, Howard, he was too homesick to 
uh, head up north, however, and be with Vincent Hogan and company. So he, like Ric Flair, however, decided to head down south, however, once again and resume his announcing dues that he had done for several years prior. At the same time, Bobby the Brain Heenan, who was pretty much on the outs with WWE, however, just like Hulk Hogan was, however, was looking at his future options as well. As a result, however, he, of course, just like Hogan and Randy Savage, however, would t- with me and Gene Okerlund head south, however, along with Tony Howard, and call WCW his new home for the next several years, if you will. So after managing big name stars for the past 10 years in WWE, guys like Andre the Giant, Big John Studd, among others, however, Bobby the Brain Heenan decided to give up, however, his managing duties, however, and sit behind the announce desk once again, however, this time to join up with guys like Tony Schiavone and others, including Eric Bischoff, however. And as a result, Tony and Bobby were a commentary team for this memorable show at 1994. With that said, here is what your first match of the night was, however. It was a television championship match, if you will. The current champion, if you will, however. Lord William Steven Regal, however, taking on Johnny B. Bad. Now, originally, Sting was supposed to get the TV shot here up until sensational Sherry Martell, who also had been in WWE for a brief time, however, decided to show up in WCW, however, and be with Ric Flair and his friends, however, dressed up like a man and clawed Sting's out, eyes out during a matchup with Ric Flair upon Ric Flair's return. As a result, however, going into this venue, however, Commissioner Nick Bockwinkle, the WCW, did decide not to allow Ric Flair to have his manager with him whatsoever on the entire night. In fact, however, she was barred from the building for the entire show, however, by Bockwinkle. Nevertheless, however, many people thought, however, Sherry would try to find a way to sneak in the building, however, and help her men, however, most notably, of course, uh, Ric Flair, among others, however, find a way to get victory in hand on this memorable show. As a result, on this night, however, unfortunately, she did not play a part in our opening contest of the evening, if you will, however, involving Lord William Stephen Regal, however, and Johnny B. Bad, who would later go on to the WWE. I'll be right back, All right, marvelous Mark Mero will be John will be right back, so we'll be hearing from him in a second on his thoughts on this. However, but as a result, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, we also can now uh, tell you right now we are with our good friend the Rattlesnake Inel Patel. He is now joining us on the line here for Wrestling Revisited as we welcome him into uh, Wrestling Revisited as we are talking about Bash at the Beach 1994, if you will. As a result, however, Regal did roll up, however, a questionable victory, however, on Johnny B. Bad, however, despite the referee not seeing what Regal's henchman, Sir William, had done, however, to Johnny B. Bad. And as a result, Regal ended up retaining the television champion here by becoming, once again, the champ and defeating Johnny B. Bad here inside of 11 minutes. So before we get uh, anyone's thoughts on this, however, as we said, however, we want to welcome Anel to the show. And Anel, in case you're wondering what we are talking about, we are talking about Hulk Hogan's WCW debut from Bash at the Beach, 1994, July of that year. And the reason why we're doing that is Hulk Hogan, I don't know if you heard, apparently was at the Tampa-Pittsburgh game last night and was on the Tampa Bay sideline cheering on the Bucks. But before the game, he got to shake hands with James Conner, Jerome Bettis, and also Ben Roethlisberger, believe it or not, at the game. So uh, pretty cool thing to say the least. But overall, however, I have got to get your take, however, of uh, Hulk Hogan's uh, run in WCW. I don't know if you uh, remember this or not, but uh, I want to get your take on Hulk Hogan's uh, early entrance into WCW in 1994? Um, well, yeah, I, I didn't really pay attention to, uh, to WCW that much, but I know it was, like, um, World Championship Wrestling, and so, like, I think it was a good, I think it was a, uh, a good company. Um, we had a lot of, like, uh, good champions, you know, yeah, uh, the good, 
The first, the first one I know is, you know, Booker T, the five-time, five-time, five-time WCW champion. You know? So he, he's, a, he's a big name back then. But, um, yeah, as far as Hulk Hogan goes, yeah, he's, he's had an up-and-down career, you know. Like, his, his you said his run started in, in uh, WCW. Then he came to, you know, the World Wrestling Federation and things like that. Then he went to TNA and all that good stuff. So then he mm-hmm. kept switching brands and stuff. So, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that he had, he had a good uh, – run in uh, WCW. I think he did have a good run. Yes, he did. There was a lot of people, of course, that would agree with you there. And, of course, a lot of people would uh, say that when he left WWE in 1993, early 94, that he was near the end of his run, however, but he uh, decided to uh, tell all the naysayers how he was far from done, however, and as a result, we would see what he would do during his run after leaving the WWE, however, in late 93, early 94. Uh, Johnny, you back with us. Yeah, I am. John is not back with us. Okay, uh, John, let's get your take, however, of uh, what I asked you now. What was your thoughts, however, initially about Hulk Hogan showing up in the WCW the way he did in 1994 after being with Vince McMahon for nine years? Yeah, I thought he was going to make a big impact. An impact he did. And he did make it. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did indeed. And on this night, of course, as we said, Bash at the Beach 1994, he definitely made quite an impact, however. Uh, as we would see later in the evening, however. Uh, but what were your thoughts also about uh, some of the WWE guys, like not only Hogan, but guys like uh, Heenan and Flair uh, going back to going to WCW, especially with Flair back to WCW and Heenan going off to WCW and uh, basically giving up his uh, chances of being a manager slash commentator in the WWE, considering he had been with the company for almost 10 years. What were your thoughts about that? Hey, me? Yeah, you. Uh, oh, hold on one second. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I find he did a pretty amazing job. Um, Olive and, uh, Pickles. Wait. Yes, indeed, no question about it. And, uh, as we said, we just talked about the first match involving Lord William Steven Regal versus Johnny B. Bat, a.k.a. Mark Merrow. Uh, let's, uh, get your thoughts about, uh, this one, how I- Good match, good match. Indeed, indeed. And, of course, afterwards we saw Mean Gene Okerlund award a very special legend, Antonio Noki, and uh, a lifetime of contributions to wrestling. And, of course, uh, Regal shortly thereafter interrupted and asked why he has not received an award. As mm-hmm. a result, he Regal calls himself far superior to Inoki, which would lead to a match at the next clash. The crowd responds when Inoki takes off his jacket, however, and it looks like they were ready to come to brawls because Regal had disposed of one so-called legend in Larry Sabisco, and now there's another one he, and he seems to be feeling intimidated by, to which Regal says, I'm so sick of these bloody legends, however. So this would develop an interesting match between the two of them, however, at the next clash. From there, of course, we went to another match, however. Big Van Vader with Harley Race taking on the Guardian Angel. Of course, Jesse Ventura would take over for the announcing for Bobby for the next uh few matches, of course, this would be one of Jesse's uh, swan appearances in WCW. He would be let go shortly thereafter by Eric Bischoff because of some shenanigans how outside of television. If you have all fallen asleep before a particular TV program at one point, that was the story. As a result, however, Vader, of course, ended up uh, winning the match by DQ, however, and unfortunately, the Guardian Angel, however, ended up uh, getting disqualified, and as a result, Vader ended up picking up the win. Uh, Vader in 1993, early 94, John was a big name, of course, being managed by race, of course, but uh, he would start to slow down around this point, as health issues would start to take his uh, 
uh, career uh, on a downward slide for a little while, however, at the same time. Your thoughts about Vader, the guardian angel? Uh, I didn't think this match was terrible. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. Very good point indeed. And uh, before we get into those thoughts, we want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that coming up at 9 o'clock tonight, we will have Wrestling Revolution for you, 138055-POUND. John will have your birthdays and dates, of course, for our TV and Iowa News headlines for you, including the story about a particular WWE wrestler who was, uh, well, let's just say, on the uh, wrong side of uh, everything last night, especially after what happened in a very unique match. Who was this even? and what kind of repercussions will she suffer because of it? We'll let you know at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. And then, of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we got a triple header for you lined up at 6 first outside the ropes. The movie trivia challenge. From John, myself, Fonzie, the Heartbreak Kid, along with Inel and the rest of the gang, 141387 at 6.30 p.m. The movie trivia challenge championship belt will be on the line as John will be defending it against the Iceman, of course, tomorrow night. And we will have your latest box office report as well as movie, uh, as movie previews for the upcoming week as well as politics, movies, and sports, and everything in between. 8 o'clock, the wrestling debate table will have a lot of discussion with the king queen as well as the Iceman and the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, 139925-pound. And then a recap of SmackDown tomorrow night at 9 o'clock also, 138055-pound. Again, John will have your birthdays and dates on that. Gerard and I will have your news headlines for you beginning at 9 o'clock. And then on Thursday, folks, we'll have Wolfpack for you, 138521-pound. Be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen, as we will have that for you this Thursday night at 9 p.m. And now let's get your thoughts about Big Man Vader, how are taking on the Guardian Angel here in our next match, however, as Vader ended up winning this match on by DQ. Your thoughts about this one? Um, well, yeah, uh, well, yeah, Vader was a bit, was a big, uh, big guy back then, uh, he was a big household name, uh, so any, so anytime, uh, so anytime he comes to the ring, you know, people have to be intimidated a little bit, um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, with his match, you know, I, I, I'm glad he, he picked up the win, uh, against his opponent, you know, so any, anytime Vader wins, it's, it's always, uh, a, a good sign for, for things to come. Yes, indeed. No question about it. Very good point, indeed. And, of course, as we said, however, Vader, of course, at the end of 1993, it had that memorable matchup with Ric Flair and Starcade. As you know, in Flair's hometown of Charlotte, of course, Vader had been dominant for much of 1992, pretty much all of 93, before dropping the title back to Ric Flair, if you will. And as a result, Flair was back on top of the mountain once again, while Flair was trying, Vader was trying to keep his... Uh, Let's just say his name out there and uh, being recognized and hoping to get back on the scene once again by retaining the belt, or at least getting the belt back around his waist, if you will. Up next, of course, a very unique match with four unique wrestlers, let's just say, in a tag team extravaganza. It was the natural Dustin Rhodes, better known to you all as Goldust, teaming up with Arn Anderson, taking on Terry <laughs> Funk and Funkhouse Funk with Colonel Rob Parker, if you will, who would later go on to manage Harlem Heat with Sister Sherry Martell. And the monster Ming, who was making his debut, believe it or not, as uh, Colonel Parker's bodyguard. As a result, Howard Anderson and company ended up, however, like I said, Howard, as a result, Howard, like I said, Anderson and company, uh, like I said, put uh, Funk on top, however, as the ref counted three, however. So I guess uh, Arn Anderson, however, mind you, however, betrayed Dustin Rhodes, however, needless to say, the son of uh, Dusty Rhodes, if you will. And as a result, Funk and Buck uh, ended up picking up the win here. Your thoughts about this match, John, with these four individuals? Good match. Good match. Indeed, and of course, we would know a few years after this, of course, Rhodes would then go to the WWE, uh, transform himself as a cross-dressing Hollywood cigar 
uh, smoking uh, unique legend known as the Bizarre One, a.k.a. Goldust, if you will. But at the time, Rhodes, of course, had developed a unique uh, friendship with guys like uh, Shane Douglas, Ricky Steamboat, who we'll talk about here in just a few moments, if you will, and others, if you will. He was calling himself the natural, but of course it would be a short time later that Rose would change his game from being the natural, if you will, to the, as we said, what the uh, character he became, if you will. And now let's get your thoughts about these four individuals, Dustin Rose, Arn Anderson, Terry Funk, and Funkhouse Buck, in a tag team extravaganza. Oh, man, I can't, can't, can't believe uh, Arn Anderson and, uh, and Dustin Rose uh came on the losing end, you know, like, uh, I know, I know Arneson was, was featured, I think, was it Raw 1000, I believe, I think I saw him on, uh, Raw 1000, um, uh, as yes, part of the Legends, I believe so, I'm yes, correct. Yes, I believe that's correct. Yes. Right, so I remember I him yes. from that, I remember Arneson from that, and, uh, and yeah, Dustin Rose, yeah, of course, yeah, I've seen Goldust from our days, uh, in the, uh, Attitude Era and stuff like that, so Goldust is a big name as it is, but. Yeah, sucks to see uh, um, Arn Anderson betray Goldust like that and let uh, Terry Funk team win. That was kind of uh, a sad to hear. Yes, and of course we know Arn Anderson had had a history with the Rhodes family. I mean, not just with Dustin Howard, but with Dustin's father, the Dream, if you will, Dusty Rhodes, along with the rest of the Four Horsemen back in the day, guys like Ole Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and of course the Nature Boy Ric Flair himself. Uh, very unique match to say the least, no question about it. Very good point. Thank you very much, Janelle and John. Up next, of course, we just talked about Ricky Steamboat Howard, and here is a good match, Howard, if you will. It is the U.S. Heavyweight Champion stunning Steve Austin, later on Stone Cold Steve Austin, if you will, Howard, looking to slay the dragon, if you will, Ricky Steamboat. These two had some really good feuds with one another, if you will. As a result, Austin was the U.S. Champion at this point, looking to... Uh, basically dethrone the dragon, if you will. This would begin the beginning of the end of Steamboat's career. Steamboat would retire a few months after this, however, due to injuries after 20-plus years, if you will. Uh, as a result, Austin would end up being in a victory, Howard, and retaining the U.S. Championship belt. And now I'll start with you this time, Howard. Your thoughts about a very young, stone-cold Steve Austin defeating the dragon, Ricky Steamboat here, and retaining the U.S. title. Um... So yeah, I've I've heard of uh, Ricky Steamboat from uh, I think FCW days, um, Florida Championship Wrestling days. Uh, he was he was a big game, big name because of that, and and I think you said uh, because of WCW. But um, yeah, Steve Austin was a was a big name uh, before he became Stone Cold and whatnot. But yeah, it's good. It, it was it would be cool to see. It would have been cool to see that on like in like uh, WWF days or whatever, like uh, Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Ricky Steamboat. But we didn't get to see that. But we got to mm-hmm. see it back in. WCW, you know, back in the old days, but I guess that match was okay. Um, it was, I guess, yeah. uh, um, you know, Stone Cold needed the victory more than um, Rich Steamboat did, but I, but I wish Rich Steamboat won that one, though, even though, you know, um, Steve Austin returned, yep. uh, 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 retained that title. Yes, yes, he did. Good point indeed. And of course, as we know, as we said, Steamboat would retire a few months later. Stone Cold, of course, had broken up his with his former Hollywood blonde mate and teammate and good friend, uh, the loose cannon, if you will, Brian Pillman, a few months prior to this, however, and had gone out on his own and started branching out on his own after being with him for quite some time. Very good point indeed. Uh, John, your thoughts about uh, the Texas Rattlesnake and the Dragon here as this was the beginning of the end of the Dragon's career towards the end? The match of the night, instant classic. 
I would agree, no question about it. These two definitely put on a good match, no question about it. As they went over 20-plus minutes, very good points on indeed. Thank you very much. Uh, before we continue, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you that this coming Monday, Howard on Raw Radio, beginning at 3 p.m., you can join us as we will have the latest football, college, and pro news. But we'll also talk about Monday Night Raw with our Raw ratings and previews, if you will. And also this week, ladies and gentlemen, one three ten four four pounds Join myself, John, and Neil, and the rest of the gang, of course, giving our predictions for the upcoming Super Showdown on our show, which is coming up one week from this Saturday, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on the WWE Network, beginning at 5 a.m. That's right, folks, 5 o'clock in the morning. If you're up early a week from Saturday, be sure to check it out live from Melbourne and see the big matches, including the match of the mall, however, maybe the match of the year, according to some people, the super match of the year. One final time, if you will, the game, the King of Kings, the Cerebral Assassin, however, the co-leader of GE Generation X Hour with his good friend, the Heartbreak Kid, the showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania, Mr. Main Event, if you will, H.B. Shizzle, if you will, Shawn Michaels and Triple H coming to Melbourne to take on John's favorite, if you will, Dead Man Walking, however, Mr. Tombstone, Mr., uh, let's just say, American Badass, along with the Big Red Monster, Kane, if you will. Yes, folks, the Brothers of Destruction, Kane and Taker, will be there as it is going to be on like Donkey Kong, if you will, one week from Saturday at 5 o'clock in the morning <laughs> on the WWE Network as Taker and Shawn Michaels, like I said, however, along with, well, I should say Triple H and Shawn Michaels, uh, uh, the Undertaker, but Shawn Michaels and Kane in the respective corners of their guys. However, it is going to be mind-blowing. Of course, other matches on the card, including oh, Ryan Squad, of course, taking on, of course, Ronda Rousey, Nikki, and Brie Bella. And, of course, the big one that everyone's talking about also besides Triple H and let's just say, uh, the uh, dead man. It is going to be signed, sealed, and delivered tonight by GM Page on SmackDown here in just a little while, however, live from Denver, if you will. The phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Yes, folks, AJ Styles will be taking on the Samoan Bulldozer, if you will, the master of the Kikina Clutch, however, and the master of uh, putting people to sleep, if you will, no pun intended, Samoa Joe. Yes, folks, it's mm-hmm. signed, sealed, and delivered tonight by GM Page. That is going to be epic, to say the least, folks. So be sure to check that out, however, coming up a week from Saturday, but tonight the contract signing will be made official, however, between Joe and Styles, however, coming up on SmackDown Live, ladies and gentlemen. And in addition to that, however, we also have an update on the Mixed Match Challenge, ladies and gentlemen, however. We can tell you about that right now, how we also have these matches that have been listed for tonight, however, as well. It will be Big E Langston taking on Sheamus, if you will. Yes, folks, Big E will be taking on Sheamus. Rusev, meanwhile, however, is demanding answers from his former teammate, Aiden English, if you will. And, in a non-title U.S. match, ladies and gentlemen, just listed moments ago, however, a little while ago, ladies and gentlemen, it will be the perfect 10-10-10, Ty Dillinger getting his opportunity, however, maybe down the road a, a future U.S. title shot, if you will, taking on the current U.S. champion, if you will, the King of Strong Style, if you will, Shinsuke Nakamura. So, folks, those are just some of the events you will see. Coming up tonight, however, live, however, on SmackDown. In addition to that, folks, we also have heard that these matches have been listed for tonight's uh, Mixed Match Challenge, if you will. First off, it will be Team Miz Asuka, if you will. That's right, the Miz and the Empress of Tomorrow. Asuka will be taking on R-Truth and the Jersey Hobag herself, Carmella, in tag team competition. (laughs) And after what happened last night, if you will, however, a little bit of tension, however, between Jinder Mahal and his uh, new pro, if you will, Alicia Fox, 
will be taking on Big Bad Bobby Lashley and Mickey James. Mickey James, of course, filling in for Sasha Banks because Sasha apparently got hurt over the weekend, let me understand, and has not been medically cleared yet. However, next week we do understand, however, that there is going to be an interesting match developing there as far as that goes. However, we'll tell you what that is coming up later on tonight. But, folks, those are some of the matches you will see tonight. How again, the Miz and Oscar, Miz Oscars. Uh, I'm calling it, however, the Empress in the so-called show-off, uh, the arrogant Miz, if you will, taking on the Jersey Hobag herself, Carmella, if you will, in our truth And, of course, Mr. Shanti Jinder, the jackass Juicehead Mahal, with his pro, Rachel Falk, will be taking on, the, uh, let's just say, big bad Bobby Lashley, and, of course, oh, the maniac James, if you will. So, folks, those are just some of your matches you'll see tonight on the MMC at the end of 10 p.m. on Facebook Watch. So be sure to check that out. And I can tell and I was very impressed with what I had to say about that. So let's get back now into the back of the show, however, as we continue on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, from there, however, we, uh, let's just say, however, we uh, have a World Tag Team title matchup upcoming, ladies and gentlemen, however, mind you. It is Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan. Yes, folks, Cactus Jack and Dave Sullivan, if you with Kevin's so-called storyline brother, Dave Sullivan, taking on pretty wonderful, pretty Paul Roma, if you will, and the arrogant Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, if you will. As a result, however, mind you, however, as a result, and Sullivan lose the tag team titles here to Pretty Wonderful. And as a result, Orndorff and Roma win this matchup. Uh, and now I'll start with you again, however, on this one. Howard, your thoughts about Orndorff and Roma beating Mick Foley and Kevin Sullivan here for the tag team titles here. Oh, wow. So Mick Foley used to be in uh, WCW as well. Yes. Wow. I didn't, yes, yeah, I didn't know that fact. Okay. Um, wow. So, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, it sucks to see Mick Foley on the losing end, you know. Um, he's, he did a lot in his career, you know, uh, did a lot of high-flying moves over the uh, steel cage and all this stuff. But, yeah, I guess I guess that match was, was really good, even though uh, Mick Foley's team couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm, certainly very good point indeed. And before we get uh, the answer from John, we want to remind you at this point, Howard, the heels have been winning everything tonight, Howard, except for the baby faces. So the heels are up 5 nothing here on the card so far here tonight. Uh, John, let's get your thoughts about the tag team match up here. It wasn't as bad as the match as I thought it was. Yes. Uh, but did you think Ornorf and Roma uh, were a good team, not a great team? I mean, what's your take? Yeah. yeah, they were a great team. All right, thank you very much, John. And up next, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the main event. Yes, folks, it is time for the big main event. It is Ric Flair, of course, with Sensational Sherry. Apparently, Sherry pleaded and pleaded the whole night with Commissioner Nick Bockwinkel about being put back in the match hour and into the building. Bockwinkel gave in, and as a result, Flair came to the ring with Sherry. And, of course, we had the debut, of course, as we said, the WCW pay-per-view debut, if you will, of the immortal Hulk Hogan. Of course, Hogan going into this matchup, of course, had Jimmy Hart at his side. He also had Mr. T, however, believe and another person that was with him at the time, the guy who had just be pretty much wrapped up his first year as a member of the NBA, however, and wearing a Magic uh, jersey at the time, however, the master of uh, Shaq Fu, if you will, Shaquille O'Neal, if you will, in his corner, wearing a Hulkamania t-shirt, if you will, and supporting him. And we also saw, I believe, Hogan's wife, Linda, in the crowd, his ex-wife, I should say, in the crowd, as I do believe she was in the crowd, as I, among others. It was quite a night, if you will. Hulk Hogan, of course, mind you, however, 
uh, was trying to get victory away from Ric Flair. Of course, Mr. T came down, of course, to back up Hogan. At one point, Sherry, of course, tried to help her man Ric Flair find a way to beat the Hulkster and almost did so. But then Mr. T carried off Sherry before Sherry could try to get another shot in on the Hulkster. As a result, however, basically T carried her out of the building, however, and out to the back, if you will. As a result, however, Ric Flair tried to do the figure four, but it was not to be, however, late in the match. As a result, Hogan got up, however, after the uh, so-called figure four try, and as a result, he then shortly thereafter hit the big boot and leg drop, and from there, Hogan pinned Flair one, two, three, and in 22 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, however, for the first time, however, in quite some time, however, Ric Flair, however, ended up doing the dreaded J-O-B, or I shouldn't say didn't do the dreaded J-O-B. He ended up losing to the Hulkster, and we would find out later on, this was the biggest pay-per-view of 1994 for the WCW. This was bigger than the King of the Rings show, believe it or not, that had happened just a few weeks prior to this, however, that had happened in Baltimore that was not considered a great pay-per-view. But WCW had scored one in a big-time way, however, with their fans and also pretty much the home, like I said, the crowd in Orlando as well, as Hulk Hogan right near his hometown. Once again, Howard was back on top of the mountain, only this time, Howard, he was on top of the WCW mountain, if you will, knocking off the former champion, Ric Flair, and as a result, Howard became the new WCW champion. And now, your thoughts about Hulk Hogan win the title his first night in, in WCW? Um. So, who did, Hulk, who did Hogan face again? Ric Flair. Okay, oh, wow. So, yeah, so that... That is main event uh, anywhere you put it, you know, even though it was in WCW, even in, uh, if it was in World Wrestling Federation, that would be uh, a big matchup uh, as well. So Hogan beat Flair. Yeah, that that is a big upset uh, uh, if you think about that. But, um, yeah, I think it was, I think it's a, it was a good main event. They, they did good for the pay-per-view overall. I, I can't complain about that. Certainly, certainly a good point, very good point. No, not really. Uh, John, your thoughts? John, your thoughts about Hogan and Flair? Good match between them two. Yes. And, of course, as we said, Hogan, ladies and gentlemen, became the new WCW champion. They would continue their feud over the next few months. And in the years coming, however, if you will, of course, we would see what would happen, however, if you will, however. So we'll definitely be watching that very, very carefully. Uh, so that being said, folks, however, that is, uh, like I said, our final uh, thoughts about Bash at the Beach 94. Overall, however, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give this show about a 6. John, what would you rate this one? 8. You're going to give it an 8? Okay. And now what about you? What are your thoughts on this one? Hmm. I'll give it 7.5. How about, yeah, I'll give it 7.5 out of 10. I'll, I'll squeeze in the middle of you two. Okay, very good thoughts. Again, thank you very much, guys. So very good thoughts indeed from you guys as well. Thank you very much indeed. one six zero five five six two zero four 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 one three nine nine two six pound You can join us right now, ladies and gentlemen, however. Like I said, however, as we are having a very special edition of Wrestling Revisit, the Human Suplex Machine, the Ralph Snake, and myself here tonight. Guys, we're going to talk a little bit about Raw as we still got about 15 or 20 minutes to discuss how a lot went down last night in Dallas. Of course, we saw, excuse me, not Dallas, Denver, if you will. I'm about the wrong city there. That's a blooper. Anyway, the big story is, of course, what happened 
with Brie Bella and Liv Morgan, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. But everyone is also talking about the tension between Dean Ambrose Tower and uh, the Dogs of War, if you will, especially the way Seth Rollins talked to Drew McIntyre. We saw Dolph talk to Dean, however. And then, of course, Baron Corbin, of course, if you will, talked to Stephanie McMahon. And Stephanie, well, let's just say, lectured the uh, so-called Constable GM, if you will, of Raw, and told him to clean his act up, if you will. As a result, however, we can tell you right now, we do have an update on Liv Morgan, ladies and gentlemen, and here is the matchup, however, mind you, however. WWE has said that she has a concussion and is still going through the proper protocol under the Comprehensive Wellness Program. So there is no word on whether or not, however, she has uh, passed any concussion tests or will be uh, doing a concussion test, however, to uh, clear her in time to get back in the ring maybe later this week, however, but we'll have to wait and see. Um... Overall, I'll start with you, John, this time, however. What were your thoughts about last night and what you took away from the show in Denver last night? A train wreck of a disaster, but the only match I would take, I would still do for the best match was the six-man tag between The Shield, Alfred Payne, and Baron Corbin. Certainly. Good point. Very good point, indeed. Uh, I did see, however, by the way, and they have not announced it yet, on, uh, like I said, how on ProWrestling.net, but I am looking on PW Torch right now. According to reports, we understand that Monday night show dropped to a 165 last night. A 165, Ooh. guys. And apparently the Monday night football wow. game, according to reports, however, drew 12 million viewers last night. So apparently Monday night football mm. was the big winner last night. So uh, there you go. Uh, like I said, we have not been able to confirm it yet how, on ProWrestling.net, however. But I did see it on PW Torch just a little while ago, however, that that is the rating. However, like we told you, the viewership was not very good. We should know more about the actual number, however, on uh, ProWrestling.net here in just a little bit. But PW Torch is reporting this story now. And now uh, let's get your thoughts about the uh, overall rating of the show and also about what you took away from last night's show in Denver. Um, well, yeah, so the Brie Bella thing, uh, continues, apparently, because, like I said, uh, yesterday, you know, she, she did the two, uh, suicide dives with the, uh, you know, Riot Squad, uh, as their opponents, um, and she missed, uh, terribly on the one of them, and she flat, and she, uh, she hit flat, flat, uh, concrete on the second one, and then yesterday with the, with the yes kick, she hit two of them, but then the last two... She hit Morgan straight in the nose, bam, bam. And then Liv Morgan just laid out, and then Bree's like, what did I just do? And then, oh, wow, I just hit her in the nose. And then she realized that she did the wrong thing. And then, you know, she had to play. Then Nikki and you said Nikki and Natty on the corner were like, don't worry, Bree, keep going with the match, keep going with the match. So then, you know, they let let that go, or else they would have stopped it right there. Because, yeah, I guess, I, I think uh, her, her um, nose is probably bleeding, but I guess they didn't show it, you know, probably... Liv Morgan's um, uh, nose is probably Yeah, but do you, I, I so do you think that... Yeah, I know what you're saying. But do you think Bree should be but punished for what she did? In your eyes, do you think that Bree um, should uh, suffer the, some penalty? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, any anything that... Anything happens on uh, accident, still you still gotta watch watch your watch what you're doing. You know, you're, that's why they say, oh, WWE wrestlers are trained professionals. You know, don't try this at home. But even even though they're trained, they still make these uh, lousy mistakes, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, on a daily, like they they don't know when to 
when to um, you know uh, take a hit, when to uh, react to it, and stuff like that. Even though they're professionals, they still make mistakes in the ring, which is unacceptable. Right. Very, very good point indeed. How are no? You know that's why I like. And you know that's why. Uh, that's why. No, let me add. Let me add one more thing. So so that's why people say like sure. um, uh, you should like. Uh, go to the performance center in Orlando if you don't know how to wrestle or don't know how to uh, do promo and stuff like that. That's why we have uh, um, a pa- uh, an, a platform for you for you uh, people uh, wrestlers that don't know how to wrestle, but they don't know how to use it. You know, they're like, oh, we're fine with our wrestling moves and promos. We don't need anybody's help. Well, that's what you think, but your fans are probably gonna uh, think uh, something else. You know, your fans are trying to help you, but mm-hmm. you can go against them if you want. Right. Very good point, very good point. And like I said, we'll be watching uh, the story on Brie eventually very quickly. Uh, before we get your answer, John, I can report now, ladies and gentlemen, that according to reports, how we have heard that the very first show of the Monday night um, uh, month of December has been confirmed to us, ladies and gentlemen. It will be held on Monday, December the 3rd in Houston, Texas. Yes, folks, H-Town will be getting Monday Night Raw once again. And, of course, tickets go on sale this Friday morning in Houston at the Toyota Center. So, folks, those of you in the Houston area, however, be sure to check that out. Also, of course, this Thursday and Friday, check out NXT at the Lakeland Armory and, of course, at the Orlando Live Events in Castleberry, Florida, if you will, as well. And then, of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday, however, tickets will go on sale for the Monday Night Raw show the week before the Houston show. The Monday night after Thanksgiving, yes, folks, Monday Night Raw will be coming back to you live from Brewtown, USA, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the Fearsoft Forum, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday night, November the 26th, if you will. That will be an exciting event. And as we said, folks, don't forget, this uh, Friday and Saturday, of course, from 11 to 1, however, at the Expanded Store in Jacksonville, Harvard, Italia, and then the Adventureland Store in uh, Blackwood, New Jersey, this Saturday night. Be sure to check out Sammy Zane as well. Then, of course, next Monday, you can meet Dolph Ziggler before the show, however, in Seattle, ladies and gentlemen, in Tacoma, Washington, at the Cricket Wireless Store next Monday morning from 11 to 1, ladies and gentlemen, however, as he will be signing autographs there just outside of Seattle next Monday, or should I say coming up this Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen, on the first day of October. John, let's get your thoughts, however, about uh, the Bree Bell incident in general, and should Bree be held accountable in your eyes? I mean, what's your take, however? I think she should. Yes, I would agree. And do you think she's going to any suffer any, suffer any repercussions of this? I mean, do you think, like I said, she's going to be uh, maybe fined, fired? I mean, she's going to be warned by anyone in management? What's your take, Howard? I think she'll get a fine. Yeah, I would. I would definitely think so. But like I said, folks, we'll be watching this very carefully. Uh, talking about Liv Morgan, a quick note, however, she will be competing, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, however, in that big six-person tag with her uh, sisters, if you will, Ruby Wright and uh, Sarah Logan, of course, coming up a week from Saturday against Nikki, Bree, and Natalia, if you will, excuse me, Nikki, Bree, and Rhonda, if you will, not Natalia, if you will, so folks, that will be very interesting. Uh, some other matches that of no tower will be coming out of the show, however, in Australia, as we said, we talked about the two, two the other match we already mentioned, AJ Styles and Joe. Uh, we can tell you right now, however, like I said, however, uh, like I said, we're going to just pull this up here, ladies and gentlemen, here. Hold on, bear with us here. Oh, uh, where is it? Here it is. Okay. Uh, we can tell you right now, folks, we can... Uh, 
Uh, hold on a second. I'm just trying to get this up here, guys. Bear with me here. Whoops, I had the wrong way. Sorry. Uh, okay, here we go. Okay, and, um, like I said, um, okay, here we go, folks. And we've got here are the matches, in case you're wondering, of course, ladies and gentlemen, for the big super showdown next Saturday in Australia. Here it is. Uh, it will be Oscar and Naomi, of course, taking on uh, the Australian hometown duo of Billy the Kangaroo K and Peyton Pissant Royce, if you want a tag team match. The New Day, of course, Biggie, Kofi, and Xavier, depending on who they send out, are, will take on the Bar Boys of Sorrow and Sheamus. Uh, Cedric Alexander, who will be defending his Cruiserweight title against hometown hero, if you will, Mr. Alexa Bliss himself, Buddy Murphy. Uh, the Shield, of course, as we mentioned, will take on the Dogs of War. Of course, Daniel Bryan will take on the Miz, and that match will be interesting, guys, because that'll be a match to see who will be the new championship. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm heading on out. Okay, no problem, John. Thank you very much for calling. We'll talk to you uh, later on tonight. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye. I'll be back in a second, too, guys. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. And as we said, folks, Daniel Bryan and The Miz will be facing each other. Of course, the winner of that will be the new number one contender, AJ Styles or Samoa Joe's belt, if you will. And then, of course, the other match that was just listed, of course, recently, it will be Bobby Lashley, Howard, and his partner for the first time back in television since WrestleMania, John Cena, the Doctor of Thugonomics, taking on the master of the pop-off powerbomb and the host of the Kevin Owens show, Kevin Owens. And, of course, everyone's favorite... Uh, the Bob Dylan of the WWE, as I like to call him, the embarrassing piece of excrement that he is, of course, from my hometown, if you will. Yes, folks, I'm talking about Mr. Elias. <laughs> so, folks, those are just some of the matches you will see. Oh, I did forget one other match. My mistake. Uh, the other match that I forgot, folks, and, of course, this has been a few that has been brewing and brewing the last couple months, if you will. It'll be the Queen, Charlotte Flair, trying to get back once more her property, if you will, taking on the fire-some Irish last kicker, if you will, Becky Lynch. So, folks, those are just some of the matches you will see coming up on the WWE Super Show coming up a week from Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, in Melbourne. Again, that will be held, however, ladies and gentlemen, at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, if you will, just in the heart of Melbourne, Australia, simply known as the G. Um, they say, however, it can seat anywhere between 100 to 100,000 people, so I would imagine you're going to have a really big crowd for this show, however, in Australia being a Saturday morning show uh, here in the States and, of course, early morning in the West Coast fans, however, but early mid-morning here in the East, and then considering the 14-hour time difference will be, I believe, Sunday afternoon over there, and then, of course, following the show, they will be flying back home on uh, that day, back into the States, if you will, and then, of course, getting ready to host Monday Night Raw in Chicago two days later. So, folks, it is going to be very, very crazy to say the least. Of course, the Super uh, Women's Evolution pay-per-view, of course, is coming up less than a month from now live from the Nassau County Coliseum, if you will, and, of course, the crown jewel of them all, ladies and gentlemen, the big showdown in Saudi Arabia between Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Braun Strowman will be held on Friday, November 2nd, ladies and gentlemen, at King of Riddah Stadium, ladies and gentlemen, in the capital of Saudi Arabia, Riddah, if you will. 
Of course, we are back there for the second time this year. Earlier this year, we saw what happened in a cage match in Jediah, Saudi Arabia, between Brock Lesnar and, of course, Roman Reigns. This time, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar will have company in the form of Braun Strowman. It'll be the crown jewel of them all, ladies and gentlemen, as these three will finally get it on to decide who is the better athlete, who's the better champion, and who will still be the champion, ladies and gentlemen, however, after it was all said and done, ladies and gentlemen, however. So uh, that being said, however, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But, folks, that'll be coming up on Friday, November the 2nd, ladies and gentlemen, however. And then, of course, as we mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, however, Sunday, November 18th, ladies and gentlemen, the big showdown in Los Angeles, Survivor Series LA, however, will be coming to LA, however. Right before Thanksgiving for four straight days, starting with NXT LA, then Survivor Series, then Raw, then SmackDown. So, folks, get ready. It is going to be a wild, wild couple months, however, let's just say. So, believe you me, we're ready to uh, start off fall in a big, big time way and continue fall in a big time way. One six zero five five six two zero four four four, ladies and gentlemen. One three nine nine two six pound, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, wrestling revisit. Of course, the Iceman here, along with the Valsnake and El Patel. And of course, we do want to thank the Human Suplex Machine. We'll be hearing from him in just a little while again at nine o'clock with uh, his thoughts about Raw and also give us the birthdays and dates of certain wrestlers today. And I'm going to check real quick before we wrap it up here. I'm going to see if there's any big name. Wrestler birthdays today, however, and see if we have any big, big, big names today that are celebrating a birthday today. The hold on a second, I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, let's see here. Uh, today is the 25th, as we said, so let's tell you right now, real quick. Uh, we want to wish a uh, very happy birthday to. Actually, there's no one, believe it or not, today, but I'm sure John will find out some tomorrow. However, we do know that. The Empress, I believe, Oscar will be celebrating a birthday tomorrow, followed by Mr. Alexa Bliss himself, Buddy Murphy. And then later this week, we'll be celebrating the birthdays of the Lethal Weapon, Steve Blackman, Jason Jordan, if you will, Candice LeRae, and yes, the Japanese buzzsaw himself, Yoshihiro Tajiri, if you will. So those are just some of the people celebrating birthdays, if you will, in the next few days. Uh, like I said, how as far as uh, anything historical on this day, however... Like I said, we'll take a look real quick, however, and see what happened on this very famous day. However, real quick, however, and let you know what happened. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hold on a second. I'll tell you in a minute here. Uh, da, 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 da. Hold on a second. I'm about to sneeze here, so. <coughs> Excuse me. It was on this day, 1911, surprisingly, that groundbreaking began in Fenway Park. Of course, they would open the following year, 1912. That's pretty cool. Uh, let's see what also happened here on this date. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, of course, suffered a nervous breakdown in Colorado, and his health never recovered as he would suffer a stroke. Sadly, he would die five years later. Uh, sports news, however. Uh, Walter Hagen would win his ninth uh, with the PGA Championship at Salisbury Golf Club in uh, Westbury, New York. Uh, here's a historical fact. That same day, uh, Henry Ford announced an eight-hour, five-day work week. Very interesting there. Uh, Lou Gehrig played in his 15th career baseball game on this date. Um, let's see what else happened on this date. Uh, hmm. Cleveland Indians would win their record 111th baseball game in history. Sonny Liston would beat Floyd Patterson to win the Boxing Heavyweight Championship in 
Um, let's see what else happened here. Uh, Pink Floyd's album, Wish You Were Here, reached number one in the U.S., going on to sell 13 million copies. Um, what else happened? Uh, Chevy Chase calls Cary Grant a sexual name on The Tomorrow Show, and a lawsuit follows. Okay. Um, Ricky Henderson, 1985, stole a record being based number 75. Um, the war with Iraq would begin on this day, however, and start to be teased a little bit in 1990. And that's pretty much it. So those are just some of the highlights that happened on this date in history. And as far as wrestling birthdays go, we will let you know, however, uh, from John tonight if we have any big ones as well. Uh, before we cut it loose, we want to ask Anel if he has anything else to close us out with, and I'm going to wrap it up here in just a few minutes. Anel, do you want to close us out with anything real very quickly? Anel? Hello, Anel? Hello? Okay, we might have lost Anel, however, maybe, uh, he's doubtful, but if he is gone, we're going to wrap it up here a little bit. Let's try one more time. Anel, are you with us? Um, hello, Anel. Anel, are you there? Okay, I think we've lost him now. So, Anel, thank you for coming on. We will be uh, checking back in with you uh, later this evening. Uh, Thank you for coming on the line with us right now. And so on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are wrapping it up here on Wrestling Movies. I do want to thank everyone for listening tonight. Again, I do want to thank uh, my very good friends, of course, uh, the Human Suplex Machine, and, of course, the Rattlesnake and El Patel. Also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just heard moments ago that apparently Tom Hanks is in Pittsburgh tonight, believe it or not, for a big event, along with uh, Coach Mike Tomlin's wife, Pittsburgh Steeler and former Pitt Panther College uh, super athlete James Conner, and Pittsburgh Steeler backup QB Josh Dobbs as well. So Tom Hanks, the actor, is in Pittsburgh tonight, we understand, for a big, big event, however. Like I said, so definitely, however... So, folks, uh, that is pretty much all we got, however, to say. I'm going to try now one last time. And now are you with us? Well, folks, uh, so I guess that's all we got to say for tonight. I do want to thank all my callers for calling in tonight. Uh, John and, of course, Anel will be back at the Time Machine show again next Tuesday night, same time, same place, with more excitement. Who knows what we'll be talking about next week, but uh, we'll be back at 9 o'clock with a recap of SmackDown and also some news uh of what's going on in the wrestling world. So, folks, we will talk to you then. Have a good rest of your Tuesday early evening. Enjoy SmackDown here in just a few moments, and we'll catch you on the flip side again in the same time, same place next week here at 7 p.m. So, for the Human Suplex Machine, for the Rattlesnake and El Patel, this is the Iceman saying so long from Ringside, and as we take you out tonight, however, we're going to play for you a piece of music from the movie Sophie's Choice from 1982 from the great composer Marvin Hamlish, however, and I think everyone will like this piece, however. So, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon. So, for now, this is the Iceman saying so long from Ringside, however, heading back to the uh, news desk to uh, find out any more stories for us, and we'll talk to you again very soon at 9 o'clock clock on revolution so 
Good night, everyone. Be safe. Be careful out there the rest of the week and the rest of the evening. And we'll catch you on the flip side very soon. So, good night, everyone. And here is our closing theme as we close it out for the evening. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.